This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. You had a post up, I think it was yesterday, and you said, do you feel like business is a competition? My professional perspective has always been to have fun. Walk us through what made you put that specific post out. I do think that I'm seeing some of these legacy companies that aren't having fun and these people that are doing the whole doom and gloom thing. You feel this way about these things. and, and but, but if you don't let me start to talk about how we need to unify and love each other, then there's nothing my brand can do for you. I can get you some views. Right, and get some people already agree with you to throw a couple extra dollars at you. However, if you want to access this millions of people around the world that do care and having fun, yeah. they're going to become the market leader. Let me guess, you're an entrepreneur looking for ways to grow your business online. And you've probably tried everything to grow your business, including social media, SEO, even paid ads, only to find out that nothing truly works. So what if I told you that writing a book that goes on to become a bestseller is the magic wand, and that you can do it in as little as 30 days, two weeks, or even over a weekend in some cases, without spending more than 10 minutes a day? Would you be interested? My name is Roger Brooks, and I'm the founder and host of American Real TV, where I interview world-class guests to empower others through the essence of story. But I didn't get here overnight, and my mission certainly doesn't end here. Ever since I was a little boy, it's been my dream to empower others through the craft of writing and storytelling. And throughout my life, I came across several mentors who pushed me toward my passion for writing books and helping others to do the same. There is no greater joy than to be working with aspiring authors and to help them establish true credibility within their industry by writing and publishing their first book, which I'm proud to say have all gone on to become bestsellers. Now, you're seeing this video because I just opened enrollment for my new book writing program, where I promise to take you from page one to published in 90 days or less. I will be personally working with you to overcome the same fears and obstacles that kept me from pursuing my dreams all of those years. Simply click on the link below to see how I could help you become a first-time best-selling author. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Corey Warfield. You are a waiter turned entrepreneur after spending 20 years in the restaurant industry. You say you have been blown away by your reception on LinkedIn, which has resulted in a six-figure following and engagement and millions of views around the globe. Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. It's an absolute delight to be with you. Hey, I, I've been looking forward to this since we connected. And um, first of all, thank you. Thank you for your time. Uh, on this Saturday, this beautiful Saturday. You're in Chicago. I'm in New York. We had a little bit of time to talk off camera, which I can't wait to bring some of this out because we had some really good discussion there. But I'd love to start out by talking about something I know you're passionate about, and that is LinkedIn. 
you are what I consider a LinkedIn powerhouse. But, but what I love about what you do, Corey, is you offer value every single day. Your things come out of nowhere where I say, wow, where did he think of that today? So thank you for what you do. And talk to us about LinkedIn. How did this thing come into be, you know, where you just took it from nothing to having, you know, so many followers and engagement. Um, but I think my, my sense is it's all built around value. You know, I hear that word a lot and I do love it, but I'd say for me, it's actually even, I, I can get a little bit more granular. It's just been reciprocity. And it's, I'd say for every follower that I've gotten my three years on the platform now, I probably followed just as many. So, you know, there are probably people with a million followers and people are going, how would they do that? Turns out they've probably followed a million people and, and they're getting a million, a million views a month like I'm getting now. And it's, well, they were viewing a million pieces of content, right? And it's, you, you do put in the time and at a certain point, you know, the, the, the homeostasis or the equilibrium kind of tips and you don't have to go on as more. And I'm that weirdo where I've spent probably hundreds of hours testing the algorithm. I, I stress test it once a quarter and I find out little things that have changed. And a few of the things I found out that just this quarter changed is you can now put an, a, a link to a website in your post and it won't affect the post performance. Another one that I found out, which is really interesting is you no longer have to comment back on comments. It'll double your comment count on a post, but it no longer means that your post is going to hit more and more people's feeds. But six months ago, that wasn't the case. And so I, I was habitually liking and respond, responding to every comment. And I think doing those split tests, doing those A-B tests, sometimes I have a couple other people that I'm teaching about the algorithm. I'll say, hey, listen, talk about this subject in this format, hit sender at the same time as I do. Yeah, typically anymore, they don't quite have the follower count that I do, but you know, still people that are power users, tens of thousands of followers, and let's just see what happens, right? And I have a couple groups that, that, I, that I participate in where we like to support each other, but I don't always go into those groups. And, and you know, I like to test that as well. If I post on a Thursday at 8 p.m. one week and it, I don't tell my friends about it, does it do better or does it do worse than if I told my friends the, th the Thursday before? So I take copious notes, a lot of them are in my head. So people want to know all they'll have to kill me but I'm excited uh that that we are actually going to be launching some products here very soon uh all, all free to consumer you know I, I've never monetized and don't want to monetize what I'm doing I've been fortunate you know growing this following has got me all the investors executives uh pipeline clients that that I could ever want um and more and it's been a deliberate strategy we can get into but I think if I had to distill it all it's just law of reciprocity and, and I love what you say about value, but I see people, frankly, and some of them are friends of mine, I see people adding zero value on the platform, literally, absolutely none, getting great engagement too. And what are they doing? They're engaging, they're, 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 they're you know, reciprocating, and that is it. I mean, it's literally just a, a kitten, you know, doing this and that kind of thing. No content, you know, they're not tying it into anything. And I will say one other thing that you brought up that I... I think some people, when they hear this about me, if they don't know it, it'll surprise them, but I don't premeditate any of my content ever. So when I go live, I don't know what I'm about to talk about. When I do my little 30 second videos, I call them value in 30. I've got probably 10 million views on those values in 30 so far. I don't know what I'm going to talk about for the next 30 seconds when I hit record. I just make sure it's in my clips app so I can do some subtitles because I have a, a faction that likes to follow me that are hearing impaired and I, and I don't want them to feel left out. So that hashtag caption, they can find it. 
And it's those little things where if you find out there's a group of hard hearing people that want to see videos and you start using a, cash, a hashtag caption where the thousands of them are following, frankly, and nobody else is doing it. You just got a thousand followers and you're, you know, you're pretty much going to guarantee an extra thousand views on your content. And so, but I don't premeditate any of it. And people always ask me where I get my gifts or Jeff's Jeff's. I'm, 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 I'm yeah, going with I heard that recently. <laughs> I was saying it wrong forever. And I found out the guy that started it calls him GIFs and who am I to tell him that he's wrong. Right. But people say, where do you get these amazing GIFs? And thankfully now I have so many fans around the world that people t typically send them to me. I'll, I'll get a hundred a day and Oh, wow. That one's amazing. But if I find them or if they come in, I'll take the GIF. I'll go, well, how can I relate that to business? And literally within seconds, I'm writing the post. I don't overthink it. I don't have a library of these things. And oh, on Thursday, I don't do it. And so for whatever it's worth, I think that it's resonated with people and come across very authentic. Do you feel like when you do that, you put a little bit of pressure on yourself every day to come out with something that just feels right versus trying to pre-plan it the day before? No, but I think I'm such, I, I, I don't take how fortuitous I am for granted, but I think at this point, I could put up pretty much anything because my intention is pure. You know, I think I could put up about anything and people will, you know, people will flock to it and say that it's insightful. And, you know, I, I, that's not to say I don't think I could put something completely just garbage or, or, or divisive on there and, and have it do well. But I think I, I know that my stuff will do well at this point, so I don't have to care too much. Um, but I also I tell people, especially getting started on LinkedIn, forget about views. Not only are views, they're not even vanity metric because nobody else can see them. They're literally just a little dopamine. And that's absolutely it. I've had post a million views that have only got a couple thousand likes and people go, wow, that's amazing. You got a million views. And I'm going, are you kidding? How embarrassing do you think it is for me to have 987,000 people see this and not even give it a thumbs up? Yeah. people's priority. You now I always say where attention goes, energy flows, but it's all a matter of perspective. People go, wow, you've got 211,000 followers on LinkedIn. How do you do that? I'm going, how do I not have a million yet? Right? Like it's, it's really, uh, and a quote I love to say is a Jim Rohn quote. He says in the millionaires club, sometimes we invite a billionaire to come around. And first thing they always say is, yeah, you guys are doing okay, but <laughs> don't right. you want to step your game up? <laughs> you know? And that's how I feel. And I'm inspired by the other people. And then you know, anyone watching this already knows and loves you, but I'll say it to say it as well. Your content, your posts are great and do great as well. And it's, you know, it's the fact that I'm not a lone shark in this, right? It's, there are a number of us that care to help other people, care to put out stuff. I think at the end of the day, I resonate with my own content. If I wasn't the one writing it, I'd still like it. I make myself laugh. I, I'll scroll back and I'll look at the time I put my face on Bob Ross and, and got it. You know, <laughs> like, I can't get enough of it. That's great. That's so great. No, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm really inspired. And I love to hear because some of the things you're saying are, are things I do, right? And things I test. And I love, you know, going live without having anything planned. Those, those are good things because it, our, our authenticity comes out, you know, our transparency comes out. And I'm getting ready to start uh, back up a group that I used to do, which is basically a 21 day challenge for people to go live every single day for 21 straight days. Now it's hard on LinkedIn because everyone doesn't have LinkedIn live. So we do it on Facebook, but it's such a great ex experiment because um, the, the, the task is to go live for only one minute and not much more, not much less to try to go live for a minute 
talk about something intentional. But what's amazing, Corey, is over the course of the three weeks, uh, the people that sign up to go through this, half of them drop out. Um, but the ones that do stay in, they go through this amazing ex experience of first, you know, trying to just figure themselves out on going live. But by the time they're done at the end, it's a whole different conversation that they're having, which is really cool. I want to jump in because you almost said a different word. You didn't. You said they have this experience and there was a half second pause. I believe you're going to say transformation. And if I'm right, I would say you are right. It yeah. is transformative. 100%. And, 100%. and I'm, what I want to do, and I'm going to get myself in trouble, but I want to let everybody watching this in on a secret. I, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but it's okay. And then the other thing I'll say is um, if, it, if it would help get some people excited or if you're going to be doing it too with them and you want another Facebook guy in 60 seconds to do that for 21 days, I'm there with you. Awesome. But so here's, here's what I'm going to tell because your audience comprised of probably three types of people, but really mostly two types of people. Cause I know a lot of your audience, half of them, and, and it's not a 50% when I say half, but half of them have LinkedIn live but the other half want it, right? There are a lot of people watching this right now that want LinkedIn live. I can't believe I'm going to get myself in so much trouble because I think I'm just about to use some actual names, but I'm going to tell people watching this a way that I know of that could potentially help them get LinkedIn live. So are you, are you ready for me to break uh, a little news? Let's do it. Let's do it. Cause I actually talked to someone just yesterday who has almost a million followers and she still doesn't have LinkedIn live. So I can't wait to hear this. Does she live in Florida? Maybe. <laughs> she asks me every other day. So um, to, to anyone that's being busy, being awesome, or anybody else that's watching this, I will say, um, and actually she can't do this because she's tried. Now she, I, I love her to death and we're not going to drop any more names or hints. Um, you know, there's people that know who my big sisters know who we're talking about, but almost anybody watching this, and I was so sad. She put up a video last night of uh, of a beautiful scenery and I said that's what you did a year or two that's why they won't give you live Mrs. <laughs> anyhow uh, <laughs> um, uh, there's a company called Social Live and I love Social Live and they are one of the three platforms that you can live stream on LinkedIn if you have access to LinkedIn Live and they're an amazing company and don't reach out to the founder specifically um, whose name is David. However, David Marika, the founder of Social Live and his team are incredible. And it has so happened that on a few occasions, people that drop my name when they talk to the Social Life guys and say, how do I get you know, access to LinkedIn Live? Those guys know some of the right people. And, and, and once in a while, they, they make some intros and they put people on some lists. And I've personally seen you know, some dozens, if not more, people get access to live very quickly when, when going that route. So I'm not going to go further into detail, but, but, you know, if anybody just heard that needs to hit rewind, maybe do so. Um, so yeah, there's a little. Corey, <laughs> that's great. Great. And actually I had a question for you because I, I watched your live the other day, you were outside, there was a fountain in back of you. And the I'm one like, that cut off after five minutes. I know. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> he was in the middle of a sentence. I want the rest uh, of that. I almost took it down and then, you know, but I think within the 30 minutes, the thing had a couple hundred likes on it and, and people were commenting that they really liked it and enjoyed it and what I was talking about. So I figured I'd just leave it up, but that was classic. I was in front of my office downtown, Ron Randolph at the Aon Center 
big tall buildings surrounded by big tall buildings and for whatever reason you'd think downtown chicago couple million people literally you would think the reception would be incredible but it was one to two things either the reception was not incredible and i have at&t and it blows my mind you, you know i think they're like this great company the reception has been just awful lately i think it's because iphone's about to come out with the new iphone right every time they, they do that they, yeah it's the worst it's 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 Oh, it's genius, but it's so, so, so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but there's a slight chance, and, and I can't imagine that this would be the truth, but my office is on the 80th floor. There's Wi-Fi up there. However, yeah. I can't load a, a, a LinkedIn notification when I'm on their Wi-Fi. And if it was trying to connect, maybe, maybe what I should have done is turn the Wi-Fi off. But that's... Uh, I was fossil hunting a few weeks ago, and it was amazing. I found this gorgeous, huge fossil and... It, I was trying to go live and it said I had reception. It said I had two bars of 5G, uh, but it kept saying I was live for about 60 to 90 seconds and say, oh, the connection's too bad. So I probably spent an hour thinking I was going live and it just never worked, you know, from that, that remote location. But yeah, so I'm sorry I just hijacked your question. No, no, no. But the question was, does social live allow you to go live through your phone? Because the other ones do not. So the other ones do not, and Social Live does. And now that I put them on blast and told everybody that wants LinkedIn Live to go to go slam them, let me tell you a couple other things about them. Then because I absolutely love Social Live, and they they accidentally partnered with LinkedIn the way that they did, but really they're for companies to help with internal communications across the country and world. So they've got one of one of the largest retailers in the world that uses them, and and one of the biggest restaurant chains as well. And it makes a lot of sense, but they have this whole studio in there. So you can edit like the way you do with the show. You can put scrolling text. It'll look just like you're on MSNBC and you can edit it in any way that you want. You can add different people, different graphics, different intros, outros, put your logo. It's all part of their base plan, which uh, the three, pl the three platforms you have to go through on, uh, on LinkedIn to go live. None of them are, are free, but the, you know, they're, they're not, prohibitively expensive and social lives no more expensive than the other ones. It might even be a dollar or two less if you tell them, you know, Corey Warfield, but, um, but it is just amazing. And yes, you, you can go live from your phone. You can also, and I haven't done this personally just because as you mentioned, my brand is just so like here and now, and I don't premeditate, but you can record stuff to then go live with, although it's not live live and it's, it's a live stream. And I think I'm going to start to do that sometimes because at that point you can actually engage with people in real time, Absolutely, which, you, I, which I can't do otherwise. Yes. And I, I do, I, I use another platform now and I do that a lot and it, it is, it's, it's a great experience to be able to do that and be able to, to chat with people while, while streaming, but I am going to change to social live. So you just brought in, you brought them one more customer today. I think you're going to love them. I yes. I can't wait. I, that was one of my questions because I was a little envious. I'm like, wait a minute, how's he going live on his cell phone? So now it all well, makes sense. And I will tell you something else. And I don't have any, you know, I love a little healthy competition, but I'm not going to talk down on the other two companies. But uh, I came to Social Live because I went through the other two first. And I was a little bit upset on a lot of levels. And they both charged me when they said they wouldn't. One of them gave you a trial and charged me the next day. I go, well, wait a minute, you know, now, not that I cared as much about the 99 bucks or whatever it is, it could have been 99 cents, but on principle, no, That's you right. told me 
that if I give you this credit card, it's not going to be charged for 14 days or 30, whatever it is. Uh, so that was the first, you know, that was the first one. So I went to a second one and it was just, it's probably the one that you're using right now. And again, I don't want to talk down on anybody, but it just was a little bit, it wasn't what I expected for that price point And it wasn't exciting. So yeah. the social life guys reached out to me because they saw me struggling on the live. They said, Hey, by the way, if you haven't seen what we're, and I was sold instantly and they care, they're reinvesting heavily into their technology. Always. It's fun. I mean, for what you do. I can't wait. Yes. Yes. Yes, wait. yes. That's awesome. And so speaking of competition, cause I think that's a great segue. You had a post up, I think it was yesterday. And you said, do you feel like business is a competition? My professional perspective has always been to have fun. There's enough to go around. I, that caught my attention because that's exactly the way I think. I didn't always used to think like that. But uh, again, walk us through what made you put that specific post out, and you know wh- why? Why did that just come come to be? Was it yesterday that you put it out? It was yesterday, and it was actually the day after I intentionally took a day off posting just to test if you take a day off and then post, if it'll adversely affect it. Now I've tested that twice before in different quarters and it does. If you, if you take a day off and then you post your, your views will be about slashed in half. It doesn't, your your likes may or may not change because it depends on who sees it and how it resonates with them. But typically it won't get through that second ring of engagement. Like I said, I'm a nerd on this. I mean, I've, I've studied thousands of data points on the LinkedIn algorithm and you know, it's, it's not coincidental that all of my posts lately get between 20 and 200,000 views and they all get between 400 and a thousand likes. I mean, it's, again, the likes will fluctuate because sometimes there are people that I guess see your stuff and just don't like it and and whatever. You can't please all the people all the time. Right. Um, But that post, I was just looking through some gifs in the morning and I saw that one and and I figured that's one thing it's closed around the country. You can't go go go-karting, but everybody loves it. Everybody wants it. And the little bumper cars to see those two kids going slow kind of made me laugh. But then the third one doing all the, the spinny, yes. spinny, spinny. And I'm going, he's in his own world. He's having the best time. And if those are three companies, and if that was a third place company, but they're sw- having fun, yeah. they're going to become the market leader. And I don't care if they win that race, they're going to walk off that track with the most experience, the best reputation, and probably at some point upstream, that turns into more revenue, more clients, right? I mean, it's just, and so I just kind of looked at that. And, and like I said, I always try to instantly say, well, how did that make me feel? And, and, and how can I relate it to business? But I'm the type where my closest competitor, I've got two of them. These people are amazing. And I always talk about my competition in that light, but they really are amazing. They're using AI and they're using all these rules-based engines to help their companies be more profitable and compliant, just like Shettle is and their scheduling company, just like we are. And we started around the same time. And you know, it's probably that hive mind collective consciousness. I've had two big competitors spy on me and change their business models and God bless them too. But these guys didn't do that, but they just raised an $82 million series a round out of Australia, biggest a round ever. Now, little old me, I bootstrapped the company and just raised my first half million dollars recently. And it, because we can, and because, right, we, we know how to deploy that. We put it into some dev and now our product is, I will humbly say better than theirs, but, but God bless them as well. But it's that type of thing, right? My other closest competitors bought by Intuit last year for 350 or $60 million, right? Third of a billion dollar uh, hot sale. And they're, again, their tech's a little old and, and, and we're, we're excited uh, to go to go, you know, head to head with these guys. However, third of a billion dollars sale to one of the global leading financial companies, 
And the first thing I did was go on Twitter and congratulate him. And the feedback to me, people thought I was crazy. But Corey, why are you congratulating these guys? They probably just like prevented you from ever being a billion dollar company. And I'm laughing. I'm going, first of all, I've got my billion dollars in, 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 in revenue that, that translates right at the multiple into that valuation with companies that have said no to these guys, period, hands down. So there's my slice of the pie, first of all. Second of all, if they went out and got those, I'm going to find another industry. We're using AI. We're using data. Like there's, there's literally, they're not going to go out and get every big company in the world to use their software. And if so, guess what? I just lost to the absolute best. God bless them if they, you know, and, right. but there's always, and I love the concept that there, you know, there's enough meat on the bones and that's kind of a vulture, you know, concept, but there just has to be. And, and if not, if there's not enough to go around then the people that can't get it, if you think about it kind of in a, in a tribal perspective or historically, then you would just die. Right. And, and so then there's enough to go around because the other people that need it aren't there anymore. <laughs> right. So it's, and I, I do think that I'm seeing some of these legacy companies that aren't having fun and these people that are doing the whole doom and gloom thing. I just took a role as, as a director of a, of a nonprofit and, and I'm leading social media for them with the push of a button the other day. I think we raised about $10,000 $10, to help police wow. officers around the country. Fantastic initiative. I, I, I'm very enthused by that. But our funding engine is the same guys that do the Wounded Warrior and God bless them as well. They've raised a whole lot of money for our vets and that's needed and, and, and I couldn't be, but their message is this doom and gloom donate now or we're all going to die. I'm going, guys, yeah, as good as I might be, there's only so much I can do with that. And, and, and I'm going, I understand that you guys are, you know, you feel this way about these things. And, and, but, but if you don't let me start to talk about how we need to unify and love each other, then there's nothing my brand can do for you. and get you some views. Right, and get some people already agree with you to throw a couple extra dollars at you. However, if you want to access this millions of people around the world that do care, and of course we want cops to be safe and healthy as well, but we're not going for the doom and gloom. You tell me that you need, I need to give you a hundred bucks or else I'm going to tell you to go screw yourself. Corey, <laughs> I, I love your perspective. I love your mindset. Um, I love the mentality because I could just tell that's you, right? As you're talking, you're, you're authentic. And that's, I think that is the hardest thing for people in general to do. You know, many people, you and I included, spend our, 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 our lives either ourselves or around people who have a hard time breaking through all of that. But I don't, you know, I, haven't, I don't know you that well. But my question is, how long have you been like this? Is this you? Is this always Corey? Or did Corey figure it out one day and say, I, I think I need to be more me. So the, the short answer is this has always been me. I was the lead singer of punk bands in high school, playing to thousands of people, ran for student council president in front of 4,000. But, but I will say, because when I heard you say that, and this is why, and I don't mean any disrespect to any other show I've ever been on, but I've also never said this on a show. I was telling my, my team this, my own Marcom team, I said, this guy is my favorite host in your show because you ask these questions and you get into it. And I think you are also authentic. I feel like I'm looking in the mirror here, but, but when you said some people think it's the most difficult thing or the most challenging thing, I was jumping at, you probably saw me raising my hand like I was in class because the, rea the reality is it should be really and truly that should be the easiest thing for every single person watching this and every person on the, on the globe. 
anyone that's not being authentic is trying too hard. It's just like it's harder to frown than it is to smile, right? It's literally, but here's the problem. And I, I'm starting to talk about this a lot. And I'm glad you bring it up because I'm not talking about it enough yet. But the problem is that people care what other people think about them. And as yes. soon as you care at all, I have so many haters on this platform as well. I mean, people see the 211,000 followers. They don't see the 111,000 haters. I've had people try to get me thrown in prison, call me a liar and a fraud. I've had people try to tear my company down. I've had people literally give intel that they thought was going to take me down to my competitors. I've had actual founders go, Corey, I know who you and Shedwell are, but why the heck are people telling me that this and that? I'm going, well, because they see this growth, right? And people... It's the misery loves company, but when you when you couple that with with mental health issues and and with, with you know this true resentment, people resent when you can do things publicly that they can't do, yeah. and rather than face the fact they can't do it, they want to try to tear you down. And it just is what it is. I had to teach my 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 second company is my personal brand. I had to teach them all what we do with haters. We love them from a distance. But we block them because we don't need them in our world, right? We can we can include them in our prayers. We're very grateful that they're in our life. It certainly means we're doing something right. However, you know, what we're not going to do is we're not going to negotiate with terrorists, for, but at the, we're not going to care what they think. Yeah. Yeah. They're fine. I mean, it doesn't even matter. But I think when people can tune into that, and I think I couldn't teach a person on this earth how to be authentic if they care what anybody else thinks. But the moment that that resonates with somebody, I don't even need to, or you, you don't even need to teach them anymore. I mean, it's then you're going... You know, I get on my lives and I freestyle rap on LinkedIn. The first time I said that, people said, you can't do that. And I said, well, I mean, I, I, I can. <laughs> right. And I did, and it went crazy. And, and so then right, me and Amadi Mom and, and Joe Bomb and Rob House are the first LinkedIn rap song, and it was a blast. Yeah, look, I have to be authentic with you right now. So I haven't I, – I was that guy that cared too much about what people were thinking, okay? I was also the guy that was – student council president and president of my class and all that similar to you. So I had a, a, a little bit of authenticity, but I also had I, a little I, bit of. I didn't win. <laughs> oh, you didn't. That's all right. That's all right. You won today. Um, so, but it, it, what, my point is it took me many years and I, I just think there's still a lot of people out there like me. And that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help people through the stories of others become more authentic, be, become more conscious, you know, and, and so we could raise our frequency. A lot of the things that you talk about, and I think together, people like you and I and, and, and many, many others on LinkedIn and elsewhere are doing our best to help others every single day. But if you can, give us a tip or two, if people are struggling with being the, their authentic self, if they're struggling with doing a video, so many people are terrified of video, going, whether it's live or even just doing a video and posting it, give us a little bit of strength or input on maybe something they could think about. So my aspiration as someone who has seen your show and who you have on, I just, I'm going to claim this right now. I want to be the best guest you've ever had. I want this to be the best episode. So not only did I just put social live on blast, I'm going to tell my other secret that I typically, I, I'm not a LinkedIn coach. I don't take money, but I'll work on people with people pro bono one-on-one -on -one you know, once in a while. And this is the secret I tell them, but I'm going to tell the world that the first, I'm going to answer the first question and I'm going to get into the second. I think they're both great, but the, the, the best way that I can help someone to stop caring what other people think. And, and I do this often. I probably at least change someone's life a week by asking this question. And it's one word and it's the most simple question. And I could be three, 
years old, but is why. Like literally, if we can unpack the why you care, why do you care? Is it because you think that you're going to get fired? You need the job? Is it, is it because you think you're not going to get the girl? Is it because you think you're a shitty human? Like maybe you think your breath stinks and you don't want to talk to people within five feet of you. Whatever it might, maybe you're an asshole. Really and truly, right? But, but unpack, why do you care? Because if you can understand that, then you, then you can consciously decide to stop caring. Oh, okay, I'm not going to lose my job. Um, but so here's the tip I'm going to give to everyone watching this. And you're, I, here's the other thing. It's not just that you got a great audience, but you do. You've got the, you, you've got the numbers of the people and they love you. And, and so here's what I'm going to do. This is what I've done to help, I would imagine, and this is a very, I'm, I'm guessing, and this number could be plus or minus, the deviants could be hundreds, but I think I've helped about a thousand people if I had to guess. And I'm not trying to exaggerate, do their first video on LinkedIn. And here's how, and every single person that I've told this to that has tried it, is doing videos on LinkedIn. I haven't, now some people haven't done this and that's fine, but I haven't, you know, and, and I welcome someone watching this to reach out and say, hey, I heard that and it didn't work for me. By all means, there's gotta be a first for everything, right? Um, but what I encourage people to do is pull out their phone. I don't care if it's an iPhone or an Android or whatever it is. You can use an app that does subtitles or not. I don't care. You can just turn on the camera function, put it on video. And what I encourage people to do is just look in the camera, hit record and talk. And and that's it. And here's the reason why. And here's what I tell them. And here's the rub. And it's the same reason the video game I'm making is going to be so such a big hit. You're doing it with the full intention of never posting it. You're not doing this to share. You may not ever go back and watch it. That's fine. You may never share it with anybody. And I tell people this. And, and as soon as they understand that, it takes all the barrier to entry out. It's like, oh, okay, I can do that. You would be amazed amazed at how many of those first videos end up on social media. They're going, wait, that's not so bad. And it's because I think when people pull it out going, well, crap, what am I going to say? No, hey, guess what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and right. I tell people, you can literally go on there and say the word boo. It just doesn't matter. But just, do, and that act, but here's, here's the real secret behind it. Once they've done that, they've done that. Now you've done it. Now you've recorded a video yourself on your phone that could potentially, and, and now it's, and it's just that act of getting people to just do, and it's getting people out of their heads. And it's, you know, people are really, and the other thing, and I do it often somewhat intentionally, but I'll do the videos where my hair, I got a haircut yesterday. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, it's so crazy. Or, or I'll be out, the wind is so bad. And I do it intentionally because these people are going, well, too bad my hair is not good today. And they're going, too bad it's so windy. It's like, no. My hair was just looking like Einstein on freaking, you know, at, and, 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 and you can't even hear me because of the wind. And I still put it on LinkedIn and I've been doing it since before I had any followers and anybody knew who I was and I'll keep doing it. And if, you know, and I have millions of followers and it, it's just one of those things where people like that because it's authentic as well. And, and in most of those videos, people comment and go, oh man, <laughs> you just made me realize I could probably do it too. And it's like, yeah, just pull your phone out. It really is that easy. Man, I just I get the chills because I I can't remember if I told you on when we were on air or not about the the the, the live tribe the twenty one day challenge that we did previously, but that's what it was all about. It was people going live for the first time on video, and but by the time they went through those twenty one days, and I think we did talk about it, there was a complete transformation, as you said, of themselves of themselves. They got to a deeper part of themselves by doing live videos. And why is this? Because maybe 
we don't necessarily take the time that we should for ourselves. And maybe that one minute per day is the only time we truly spend present with ourselves. That's what I think. And, and look, kudos for you. Thank you for that tip because I, I commend you for what you're doing. And, and when you're in the wind and your hair's crazy, I think that's what pe gives people inspiration. Um, and and not, not only that, but they feel like they're out in the field with me, right? We're on a yeah. walk. And that's, and that's what I tell so many people once they're willing to do the video, people have now looked in your eyes, heard your voice and seen your facial expressions. They now know you. Yes. And you do that a few times and the people that know you and don't like you are fine. Get them out of the way. Yep. Not everyone's going to like you. And thank God you get to let people not like you without even having to deal with them. Yes. <laughs> you don't even need That's to meet right. them. Hey, now I never need to meet you. If you see me in public, don't say hi. Yeah. It's, you know, and people do it. I'll, I'll be on a business trip or something anymore. Not anymore, but you know, a few months ago and um, traveling pretty often. It blows my mind at this point. And, you know, some people think I have a lot of followers. Some people think it's not a lot for, you know, an influencer. It doesn't matter. Almost every time I fly in the airport, someone will come up to me. I don't know and go, you're the guy from LinkedIn. That's cool. Liter yeah. Literally. Great. And it's, you know, to be able to become a recognizable international brand within three years by hitting post and showing people love. And that's it. Basically. I mean, Shedwell's doing great. We've got some big clients with we'll millions in revenue. And, you know, at some point we'll sell the company for a lot of money. That's fine. Um, I, you know, that's predominantly because of my LinkedIn strategy and, and persona as well, but it's, that's, that's binary. That's business. A personal brand can transcend all of that. And now my next brands, I mean, whether it's wounded Corey connects, I've got so many other companies that I'm either the principal of the founder of, you know, some type of a, a, a CXO role and loving it. And it's all right. Every single one of those are people that have become fans and friends on LinkedIn, I'll tell, I'll tell two quick stories. One is a guy in, 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 your, in your home state. I, I don't know where in the, in the city or state he is in New York, but his name's Craig. I'm going to butcher his last name. It's something like Bouchamound. This guy's putting up videos. He was putting up a video a day on LinkedIn. And I was laughing because I taught him that he should like his own posts. It's, that's, you know, you just do it. It's, it feels weird, but, but you do it and it works. So I, I taught him and, and, uh, and I realized that his videos, he was putting them up every day, but these videos were literally getting, God bless this kid, I think he'll be an influencer at some point. They were getting two likes. There's a guy in a purple t-shirt and it was him. And before I taught him that, his videos were getting one like. And I said, well, first of all, people aren't watching these. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. And God bless you for doing them. You're doing these, whether or not it reaches anybody. And I did tell him something that you said, which is true. A lot of times we really are making these for ourselves. Or, you know, all these people that are up there, teaching people something every day. It's just the lessons they actually need to learn themselves, right? No one else is there to learn someone else's learn, learned lessons on their journey. But, um, and I realized he's doing these videos and they're pretty damn good. And so I said, Here, here's the two things. I said, stop doing them every day. I'm your only fan and I'm sick of them. I've known you for five days. I'm sick of your videos. Stop. I was like, yeah, once or twice a week, let people miss them. Let people wonder where Craig is, do some other posts. Um, but, but I also said, and here's the thing, I don't think when I look at your activity, it doesn't look like you're engaging with a lot of other people. He goes, no, I'm showing up to add value. I said, no, you're not. You talking into a camera about something that you need, that's not adding value. Do you think anybody, and, and I don't think you ever used this one, but I see a lot of people doing this as well. Do you think people really were on there and took the time to watch your video and found out they need to get more sleep and like said, oh, you're right. 
there's not an intelligent human on this platform that didn't know they should be getting sufficient sleep or they're going to watch it, right? It's just not a thing. Um, get on there and ask questions sometimes, but also engage with other people. And God bless him. It hasn't been long. I don't think his stuff's doing great, but I think he's getting 10 people liking his videos anymore, 12. And that's where it starts. And he's got a good heart. He's a sharp kid. He's out. He truly is out there to help people. The more I get to know him, I mean, it's, I, I want to, I want to help boost this guy. Right. And I've helped boost a lot of people, but that to me, I, I want everybody to, to kind of take a page out of Craig Bauchel. Now I'm so sorry, Craig, I don't know your last name, <laughs> but, um, but to do that. And he feels no pressure because he knows nobody's watching, right? I mean, how liberating would it be? You can get on there with, you know, with a stain on your shirt and accidentally burp into the camera. If nobody's watching, who cares? Right. Right? Right. <laughs> you know? and so he's, he's on easy street right now, you know, with me, at least. So I put something, I have to deal with the 50,000 people that are going to see it. But, um, but, but I love it. And I, I love that you care about that as well too. And I just, I, I want to take a quick, quick 30 seconds um, to just say to this, because I've already mentioned, I love your show, but you're one of, you and I are very aligned and what you do really, I mean, the reason I love this show is you do bring the authenticity out of people and you bring it out of people. It's my team goes, Hey, I said something. I was really, you know, lucky and fortunate something to be on your show. They go, Oh, he's lucky and fortunate to have you too. Yeah. God bless them. They all, they're all my biggest fans, right? It's uh, if I was, when I was CEO, nobody liked me, but now I'm chief visionary officer. I'm everybody's favorite cool uncle. Right. Um, so he said, he's lucky to have you too. I said, well, if you take a look at some of the people that have been on this show, I said, I, I appreciate that in your guys and mine, I'm somebody special. I said, but it's, I'm really, and, and so I just wanted to say, Hey, thank you. And B, I'm honored. Um, and it's really because of what you do and who you are. And in, in case people want to see some of, some of the, oh, sources, yeah. some, some hey, of the buddy. noise going on. <laughs> That's great. That's one of two. One of two. Corey. Okay. This is great. Um, so a couple of things. First off, we, we do have a lot of listeners that aren't on LinkedIn or that don't pay attention on LinkedIn. And I, I just, I have this kind of, I, I ask a lot of people that I engage with on a regular basis and I just watch them um, if they're engaged in LinkedIn. And I would say most people are not, right? Most people that I know or that, you know, in my circles are not engaged in LinkedIn. Would you, would you agree with that? Hundred percent. Okay, so if if that's kind of the, the bar that we're we're looking at, how do we get people to understand the value of LinkedIn? And I think we could talk at it from two levels: one, from where you went to where you are, and someone like me who is I've only been doing it for about maybe nine months consistently, and it has completely changed my life. So I could only imagine, you know, and you, you've mentioned a lot of what it's done for you, but how do we get some people to start engaging with LinkedIn? What, what, so, what would you say? So I think there are a couple, couple levels to that. And, and I, I may end up going on a little bit of a diatribe now because I'm actively putting hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and hundreds of hours into a project right now to gamify it and make it more fun. And I think, some people are just not, they're just not there because they're not there. But I'll share something. It's an epiphany I had just a few weeks ago. And, and the people that I've mentioned it to so far kind of going, well, yeah, you're right. Um, but I think that first of all, LinkedIn is a social media platform for adults who don't really like Facebook. Um, and, I, 
And I think there's so many adults who do like Facebook because they've been using it for 15 years. And a lot of times it's, you want to see how, how nasty your ex-girlfriend looks from high school and then I dodged a bullet. You want to see, you know, how fit this, whatever it is, people are there for a very different reason, but it's not professional. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of people for whom social media is their time to not be professional and to get away from that. And for those people, LinkedIn's not going to be their jam right now. You can go on there and treat it like Facebook, but nobody else is, right? And people are going to call you out and go, oh, you know, you're, this isn't Facebook. And, and so I think there, there are adults in our age group for whom Facebook is the better platform right now, really and truly. Now, it blows my mind what some of the, you know, truly billion-dollar entrepreneur, founder, executives that I know that aren't active on there either. They're not on either platform, and I guess in some of those situations, they feel they don't have to be and whatever. But I think there's two other things that I would mention. And the first is, you know, Microsoft notoriously paid 10 times the the market valuation for LinkedIn when they bought them. And it makes a lot of sense. I've studied that because I'm trying to sell both of my companies to Microsoft, right? And and one of them specifically, you know, to the LinkedIn brand. Um, And and we want that 10, 10x. We want want to sell for 10 times what we're worth as well. I think, you know, what entrepreneur doesn't. Um, but we understand kind of why they did that, what the drivers were, why it made sense. Um, but I think in that conversation, we have to just call out the fact that LinkedIn is a Microsoft product. It's a Microsoft platform being run by Microsoft executives of Microsoft ideas. And so the people that aren't using that, that don't realize that, I think all they need to do is realize it's kind of like if Google Plus had taken off. Who doesn't want the SEO of Google behind you as a person, a brand, and like, but obviously nobody used Google Plus. I had an account until I think the last day, and I don't think I ever saw another person on there. I think it was me and, and whoever started Google Plus, right? And um, like, it was kind of like being friends with Tom from MySpace. It's like, cool, me and Tom are still here. But like, it's just us and Justin Timberlake, you know? Right. Um, but but I think when, a, when, a, when professionals who do care realize, wait, Microsoft has a social media platform with millions of engaged users where I can grow and like I'm connected to people like Tim Draper and 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 and, you know Damon John and like all these just prolific people Ariana Huffington like there's no way in the world to get access to these people in my opinion any other way I mean you can you can message them on on LinkedIn and they're on uh, on Twitter and their their team Yeah. yeah and their team will respond and go thanks for the follow and that's it but you can truly and it's you know, I don't do the in-mail so much. I barely like the DMs. People send me the voice messages. I quite literally don't have time to hear them. I probably have a thousand I'll never have listened to in my life. I just don't have the time. But when people want to get to know me, and again, I'm still somewhat small potatoes and that's fine, but to get to know me is the same way I got to know Oleg and Bridget. It's the same way I'm, I'm going to get to know Richard Branson and Jay Shetty. And it's, you just comment on their stuff. I know Gary Vee a little bit now because you know, he and I don't see eye to eye and I'm always kind of poking the bear and his stuff. But once in a while, the bear responds, right? And it's, um, but LinkedIn to me, when you, when you realize the power, I think if you're the type of person that can benefit from it, it becomes a no-brainer. And kind of the SEO for Microsoft. And I think a lot of people as well don't realize it truly is this own world where you can make friends, you can make connections. It is the best networking event. Uh, but what we're doing with the Corey Connects chat box and then the Corey Connects video game, I think we'll get all of the users on LinkedIn that aren't active. It'll get most of them active. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're quite certain that we'll launch to a million active users of the game, um, which is in development and just so, so much fun. You think GoldenEye meets uh, Grand Theft Auto as far as the gameplay, but you're going around collecting followers, getting engagement, getting real jobs, getting real certifications and upscaling and yeah, a lot of fun. 
Well, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. Um, I don't know if you want to share any more than that, but it, you know, it's just kind of a high level of what this, what we could expect. Is that, is that basically what you could share at this point? Well, so what I, what I can share is that we're going to be doing a webinar very soon. So people aren't following you know, myself and my, my hashtag Corey connects highly recommend following that only because you'll find out about a webinar coming up. We're going to have some of the top recruiters from some of the biggest billion dollar tech funds on um, just talking about, you know, how to get a job at a Google or Salesforce and um, how to use LinkedIn for that, frankly, how to become a personal brand and use that to get a dream job or start your own company. That webinar is going to be free. We're doing something that I, I think is the right way to do business and it's limited seats. So once they're gone, they're gone, but we're going to give people an option about halfway through the webinar if they found value to donate money through a link that will go to a, I think we're just going to do COVID-19 relief. It's, I've got some other causes that are near, near and dear to my heart. I may want a portion to go to the woundedflu.org. I'm the director of social media there for a reason. I care about the cause, but um, I don't want to dilute th these funds too much. But the, the, the idea being, if people are on the call, they don't have any money to donate. They don't want to shame them. It's all anonymous. You, you know, you got the seat. You didn't have to pay to be there. And, and it's not a bait and switch. We're not telling you it's free and then ask for 25 bucks if you want not doing it. So there, there's no suggested donation. There's absolutely nothing. But if people that, that claim those seats have a great time, if they, they've got 50 bucks and they got $2 and they got a thousand, right? There are all kinds of people to be watching donate to a cause we can all help. But what we're doing in that webinar and it, it, it should be a little bit of a secret, but it'll be a little bit less of a secret because I'm about to tell your audience, but everyone at that webinar is going to be given a, a, a pass to, to be an early adopter of our chat wow. box. And what this chat box is, is it's quite literally my smiling face and my purple shedwell t-shirt popping up and, and I wink and I smile and, and my mouth talks, uh, but it also pops up like Grammarly and it will help people in real time while using LinkedIn as a pop-up completely free as well. They'll help them to craft better posts, to connect to the right people, to point them in the right direction, to help them, you know, list the certifications in the right order. If there are keywords that people are searching for, like literally how to optimize LinkedIn and the strategy. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of known for just, I don't have secrets, right? So people are kind of like, well, are you doing anything in shadow mode? I go, not, not, <laughs> not if you Google my name, right? <laughs> you know, literally. Right. Um, but the I reason we're doing that is we're going to give these 500 people not only each early access, but we're going to let them each invite a friend. And it's, I didn't come up with this model, but it's the model that works. It's how you feed the K factor, which is the measure of virality. And when each of these people can invite a person, well, their invite, of course, comes with just one invite, right? So every person will be able to invite, but, but you extrapolate that out, simple math, and you're doing a couple, couple tens of thousands of, of people pretty darn quickly, right? And because it's free and it's so much fun and such a value add, we're quite certain that, that no one, if you're in the webinar, you're going to want the bot. If you're in the, if you're in the bot, you invite a friend, it's not going to be someone that you think might like it. It's going to be someone you know is going to love it. And you're going to be telling them how awesome it is, right? So that's in development right now. It'll be out pretty soon. Where our first knowledge base for that is literally just coming from my, my post for the last three years that I've been active and all my link tips and all my hashtags. But we're, we're going to end up having you know, probably about 25,000 different data points that are, that are fed by several hundred thousand different queries. And if, you know, it's almost an if this, then that type of a thing where, you know, hey, don't hashtag the word American, hashtag American real, right? I mean, it's, you know, don't, don't, don't tag these two recruiters. They're not online. Tag these two, they're online, they're in your industry and just these little things. But what that becomes is people will use that in perpetuity. It'll always be there. It's, but 
it's, it's also a traction channel to get people in this video game, which is just that on steroids. It's just that, but fun. It's that in a submersive environment where you're a, you're, you're a bot dealing with bots, but anybody behind any of the bots can be a real person with some double options and some really cool stuff without going too far into it. I'll say that we we're, we're delivering what we, we, considered to be a, a hybrid between LinkedIn meets uh, Pokemon Go. Oh, wow. Wow. I cannot wait for this. Do you have a date yet for the webinar? The webinar, we do have a date for, and I hate to be this founder, but my team knows that better than I do. I can tell you it is within a month. Okay. It is August, the middle, it's about the end of August right now. I'm going to say end of September. Okay. I just want to make sure that we get this episode out before then. So we give all of our listeners the opportunity to at least try to get on that, on that call. Awesome. And I think what we'll also do is we'll record that for people that don't get one of the 500 seats. And then I'm sure we'll do some more. I want to do a webinar specific for college students and fresh graduates. I'd like to do a webinar that's specifically for people that have been looking for a job for more than six months. Um, You know, I think, I've helped hundreds, many hundreds of people get jobs on LinkedIn just by kind of little tips and tricks. And that's what we're looking to automate. But it does break my heart when I see the same names of people with good hearts and good, good souls and frankly, good reputations still looking for a job months later. And you're going, either, either I see something better in you than all these people do or you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, I can't, and I can't imagine how some of these people are keeping roofs over their heads. No, and I, I will go on record, although I love almost all the uh, quote unquote influencers, I'll go on record here on your show and say, I don't know how some of these influencers are keeping a roof <laughs> over their head or feeding themselves either. And it's these people that are, that are obviously on LinkedIn for 19 hours a day. And these people whose entire job is to, to coach. I mean, I just can't imagine there are that many people. But anyhow, you know, I wish everybody all the, all the success and clients in the world. Awesome. Corey, can you talk a little bit about Shedwool? Absolutely. So I worked in restaurants for 20 years. I think uh, one of the the one step behind where I I sometimes tell people about is that I was homeless 20 years ago and I kind of got off the streets by washing dishes at a little pizza place. And it turns out I was the best dishwasher that they had because it was the only place with a bathroom and hot water. So they couldn't keep me away. And I was in a ski town where everybody else was snowboarding all day and all night and living their best life. I couldn't afford a, a pair of skis or a snowboard, let alone a, a season pass. So literally I was there seven days a week and the dishes were the cleanest they'd ever been because frankly, I didn't want to be back on the streets and I was living in a garage. that didn't have a bathroom. So if I wanted to have a cup of water or, or wash my hands or, you know, God forbid I had to take a piss, right? I mean, that was, I, I, I had to be there. And so I was the first, the first dishwasher they ever had that was, early to every shift and didn't want to leave and you know would work every day and so very quickly I got promoted to busboy and I had a guy change my life his name was Peter and he was my regular and uh I was a busboy and, and within weeks of being his busboy he pulled the the owner of the, the place her name was Diana and he pulled her aside and said I want that kid to be my my waiter she said well he's a busboy he's, he's not a waiter but we'll give you our best waiter he said no he's, I've been watching him for weeks this guy's got what it takes I, I want him to be my waiter and he was actually a fairly prominent person and I didn't realize I knew him as Peter, but then she pulled me to the side and she said, you know, this guy, Peter wants you to be his waiter. So you're still a bus boy. You're not promoted, but when he comes in, you're going to be his waiter. So we're going to teach you how to put orders into the computer and, and things like that. And the guy's name was Peter Yarrow and he's not as, as known anymore, but to generations, he was Peter from Peter, Paul and Mary, right? He's a guy that wrote Puff the Magic Dragon and he was living in Telluride with his son that had a little jewelry store. And so 
you know, Peter from Peter, Paul and Mary really tapped me on the shoulders and said, so first time I ever waited on him, somehow I did an amazing job. I mean, it was, you know, you can imagine a guy was, was sleeping under bridges and in parks just a few months prior and I was making real money and um, I did a great job and, uh, and he loved it. And he told the owner I was the best waiter he'd ever had in his life. And because he's somebody that had been around the world and had some good waiters, he said, okay, then maybe we're, maybe we're wasting this talent, right? So she made me a waiter. I became their top waiter. And within months, I was training all the new people and running the bar. Uh, so I started within the next few seasons, uh, working my way up the street to the better and better restaurants. And I ended up with a little chop house there in Telluride, Colorado. Again, very difficult to get a job. So I took a, I took a step down or sideways and, and I, I started busting tables there for a season. And you know, I was the only waiter there that was, again, there seven days a week. I had nothing better to do, although I could afford to sn ski or snowboard at the time. I didn't want to. I was addicted to restaurants and money at that point. And uh, so as a busboy, I would sit down on every one of their wine trainings. We were lucky to have a master sommelier that, that was at our sister restaurant. He would come teach season. And my owner was from Napa Valley, St. Helena. And so she and this master som would, would give, you know, they'd be opening these hundreds of dollars of bottles of wine every day and trying and hoping to teach the staff about it. No one would show up because again, they were all, you know, bombing the, the, the powder days. So I was the, the, the bus boy showing up drinking you know, whatever it was, you know, St. Helena Stag's Leap Cab or a nice Bordeaux or, and, and I, I had a great palate and I started to really understand kind of the difference between new world and old world, world wine. You know, this, these are both soft blanc, but this is from France and this is clearly from Southern California. And so it's so, okay, let's have you start to wait tables. And I started to wait tables and their clientele included the guy that, that owns Sony because his dad started it and just, you know, big time guys, former presidents of this country. And so I, I was all of their waiters and just did an amazing job. And so it, it changed my life. I ended up traveling around the, the country, worked my way up to executive restaurant uh, leadership for a bit of time. And I realized when doing a PNL for the end of the year, one year, my, my high-end concepts, the waiters were all making more than me. They were all working less than me. And I was quite certain that they were having a better time because that had been me. <laughs> I, I was, you know, and so I go, well, wait a minute, I can have more fun, work less, make more money and have a little bit more freedom. I, ch I choose the red pill, right? Um, so I went back to waiting tables forever in a day. And through that journey, whether I was a manager, whether I was a bartender, whatever I was doing, my schedule changed daily and it sucked. I never knew when I was working because of these on-call shifts. My guests never knew if I was going to be there or not because I'd say I'm here next Thursday and they'd tell me on Thursday afternoon, we don't need you. And I was thinking, there is data that exists that, that can inform these decisions. If they know it's going to rain tomorrow and I'm, I'm on call for the patio, they will not need me. However, these managers aren't taking time out of their day to go through and say, who's going to work the patio tomorrow? It's supposed to rain, but the data is there. So I started to take a look at the scheduling solutions out there. I realized that you know, frankly, and again, I love my competitors, but they all suck. <laughs> and so I'm realizing there's nothing good on the market, nothing that's using data to help inform these, uh, these decisions. So at the time, I'd been able to save some money. I put my life savings into, into starting my own company. I found a co-founder that can, that can code really well, albeit very slowly. And, you know, you learn those the hard way. Now I've got a, a world-class CTO with six exits. He's got a full team of, of developers and uh, you know, some of them are full stack, some of them are front, front end, back end, DevOps, but we're launching, um, I'm, I'm actually, I'll break some more news on the show. We're launching our version uh, 2.0 product in just about a week, fully artificially intelligent. It actually builds schedules for our clients, 
got companies like Wendy's using the product already to stay compliant with the labor laws. And it's a lot of fun. We've seen adoption by police departments. We've got a lot more of those coming. Hospitals. So we're helping, we believe we're helping keep people safe and saving lives in these COVID times. But we've also got a really robust uh, communications engine on there, which is just like Slack, which every professional is familiar with. Absolutely. But no, sh- no shift workers. There's yeah. no slack for shift workers. They're, they're not just using teams. They're not paying hundreds of dollars. Or, you know, and so there's nothing. And there's no good way for shift workers to communicate with each other, their management or their ownership. And, you know, so enter Sedwell, the, the artificially intelligent, you know, smart scheduling. And we're having a lot of fun. But what I was able to do is I was able to bring on the right executive team that's been there, done that, grown, grown and ran billion-dollar companies. So, you know, the, 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 home, the homeless uh, dishwasher, Turn, turn entrepreneur is, is no longer able to screw things up. Although usually when I screw things up, they, they turn out better than they could have ever otherwise. Man. Corey, I, I love your story, man. I mean, wow. It's uh, and I didn't know if we were going to get into that today. I've no, I, I know you've told that story quite a bit, but I'm glad you did. Um, and, and it really helps see, look at the innovation that came out of it and that is still coming out of it. And I hope that gives our listeners some inspiration because look, if you're, if you're passionate about what you do, whether it's washing dishes or putting out the best scheduling system, you can make a difference, right? So that's, that's just awesome. Thank you so much. Wow, well, this has been, I, you know what? We need to do a second interview. I would love to do it in person when we could meet, uh, whether it's in Chicago or in New York, but that's my promise to you is that I would love to make that happen. This, I can say, has been one of the best interviews that I've had on the show, mainly because of the authenticity of you and, and your story and who you are. You brought you know a ton of value to our listeners today. If you don't mind, just a couple of uh, last quick questions that I'd like to ask every guest. If you were to take out your cell phone, that magic cell phone, and call the 20-year-old Corey, uh, any advice that you'd give him? Yeah, and I say this often, and unfortunately, it's not going to help anyone that it doesn't just instantly land with. But what I would tell that 20-year-old Corey is what I'd tell any single person listening right now where they are or 20 years ago, and that's simply two words. It's love more. And I think that it can, you know, in the Bible, Christ said, I give you one new commandment, love one another, even as, even as I have loved you. And I don't need to take it to the Bible, the Quran, or anything else, but it's just that theme is repeated. And, and you know, I, I think people can can find whatever wisdoms that they hold true and find that same, but just to love more. And if at 20 years old, you know, I, I think the implication would be to love myself more because I, I, you know, I didn't realize how much I hated myself at that time, but I don't think the 20 year old would have, would have listened or heard love yourself more, but I think love more. Yeah. I think that would have resonated. And frankly, I needed to be loving strangers and my family and, you know, just any and everyone more at 20 as well. So that would be it. You know, and the other one fell fast, fell forward. I think I, I could have used that one back then as well, although I was moving pretty fast and failing a lot. So maybe, maybe that would have just fueled the fire. Great. And last question is, I ask every guest this, you have a lot of life to live. You're, you, you, I, I know you're going to be coming out with some really great products and I can't wait to continue to follow you in your career. But at the end of the day, this trajectory that you're on, what type of legacy do you want to leave? What kind of mark do you want to leave on this earth? So at some point, and it's an aspiration, and I say this just because I think it's germane, but when I do this, I'm not going to be documenting it. It's not meant for any type of, of exposure. 
but I do want to take a year of my life and travel around and give one one stranger randomly with no judgment a million dollars a day for a year. So give away 365 million bucks. And it's really, it's it's the kind of thing where the guy being a little bit rude to you at the grocery store, by the way, here's a million dollars, right? Literally pulling off the highway, driving to the third house to see and just knocking on the door and no social media. I don't, people don't need to hug me. I'm not, I, I'm not a guy that won't, touch a stranger but it's, it's really not for I don't they don't need to know who I am I'm not going to check up on them later if I pull over and somebody with a cart full of garbage on the side of the streets wants to smoke a million dollars of crack god bless them you know they're going to smoke crack anyway just not nearly as much and right but it's that's a dream of mine and I'm really excited for it I, unfortunately I wanted to do it sooner than later and I think there's just I'll tell you what the next big plan is and I, I think I need to do some of that first just because I don't think I can get a year behind on, on some of my big plans, but that's one of the big ones for me. I just, you know, and one of the guys in the mastermind group I run, I told him that story, by the way, also, and, and we don't have time to go into this, but I, I do actually plan on running for president of this country in four years. However, yeah, and it's, I've got people on every side of everything supporting me already, including people in government, uh, you know, at the highest levels um, right now supporting a, a campaign. That is, it's a big, it's, it is, it's, (laughs) it's insane. And, you know, depending, it's, it's not a full commitment. It's just something that I, that I've decided to take quite seriously because frankly, enough people said that I should. And when I said some of my ideas, people are are really kind of rallying behind it is all I can say. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of interest there. I I can say, Um, but so now I got sidetracked, but here's what I was going to say that the big legacy play for me and, and what's next on the horizon, I've got an idea and people think it's crazy until I start to get into the, the nuts and bolts of it. And I've talked to some former NASA engineers that say that's blown their mind and things like that. I've got an idea that I believe wholeheartedly can get us to the bottom of the ocean. We've never been to the bottom of the ocean. There's never been a human. There's never been a robot. We don't know it's at the bottom of the ocean. It's part of our earth. It's below our feet. And the further down we go, the more cool robotic, electronic, neon animal creatures that we've never seen exist. And, and we're finding these compounds that can regrow brain cells and, and they have nootropics. I mean, there's just so much. But what's also down there, the kind of treasure hunter in me is going, 90-something percent of all the shipwrecks and potentially UFO wrecks ever are somewhere down there. And if we had a technology where we could get there... so. I've got a really, it's, it's, still, it's still an idea, but it's using 3D printing. And it's basically printing an elevator shaft from the surface of what well, we'll start off on one of the Great Lakes, one of the more shallow ones, and then we take it to the ocean. But you 3D print a shaft. If you can have it absolutely contained and you're using thick rubber with some metal, but you can put effectively a, a bullet or, or an elevator car without a cable inside of it, close it off, right? And the, an explosion on top to send it down at the speed of sound. And with that, and there's obviously in a whole next show, I, mean, I could talk about this for hours, it's much more complex than that, but we can then send a capsule down with a robot, it gets depressurized at the very bottom, there's a way to have a, a maintained pressure so that you're not having hundreds of pounds of pressure upon this robot initially, but if we can successfully get a robot down there, then the next step, of course, we send a human down there. And if that's if I'm the first one down there, we'll see if the women in my life let that happen, or if I have to, you know, have have somebody that's a little bit uh, less controlled by all the women in their life, you know, go down there as well. We can do that. 
but then as, as insane as it might sound, that's not that the extent to where I want to take this. And the next one's a lot more ambitious and it takes a little bit of, of imagination, but uh, if that works and I think it'll change humanity and, and that's something I think will be a legacy and it, it, I don't need my name attached to it or not, although it, it, I plan on being the one to do it. Uh, but if so, I think that if we take the trajectory if we take the curvature and, and some other things into consideration, I think we could potentially get to the moon again doing that and effectively creating a, a, a monorail or, or an elevator shaft to the moon. And with that explosion, and it has to be, but I do believe that we can get at least, you know, peeling things back and forth from the moon. And then if that works, of course, now we're creating wormholes, right? But if that works, I think from the moon, you can get to places that are a little closer to the moon than they are to earth. And from there you can, extrapolate out. I mean, the 3D printing technology is incredible. We can now print little uh, little implants for your brain with 3D printing that, that can upload consciousness. So that's transhuman, transhumanism. I love that. And the nanobots. But um, I'm just into all of it. And and that's that's what I want to do. And I think that's when I sell Shedwell and Corey Connects. I think that's what's next on the horizon. Now, of course, if I actually run for president, then that's going to be time. It's a time commitment, right? It's, it's almost it's such a weird, good problem to have. And I, I just told your audience 20 years ago, I was homeless and then washing dishes. And now I'm saying I plan on selling both my companies for well over a billion dollars and, you know, maybe having a presidential bid. So if nothing else, hopefully the distillate people get from this conversation are twofold. LinkedIn's amazing. And there's some real easy ways to leverage it and anybody can accomplish anything. It's, you know, I'm not sitting in front of anyone saying I'm, I, I will be, or, or I'm, you know, uh, anybody inherently special, but I do have aspirations and I think they're all at least possible. And it's because they start as thoughts and, and beliefs and, and my thoughts and beliefs are that they are possible. Corey Warfield, or should I call you Elon Musk or I don't know what amazing, amazing, amazing. And I'm obviously not just saying that I'm so proud that we uh, have connected. Thank you so much for sharing so much with our audience today Cannot wait to see what comes, you know, next from you. If people want to connect with you, what's the best way? I know you're you're on LinkedIn every day. Is that the best way to connect? No, it's actually the worst way to connect because there will be days I'll get 500 messages, and I, I'm sure I have thousands of messages that that you know I, I laugh, but it's probably true. I've probably got some unread DMs going, "Hey, can we sign a million dollar contract with Shed?" Sorry, he sent a message to me at two o'clock on a Tuesday, you know. Right. Um, and and it, it's funny, but it's probably true. Um, but I'd say the easiest way to, to find me is Corey Connects. We're, we're we're using that as a hashtag everywhere and anywhere. Uh, but and then I talk about this often. It's the way I, I become friends with some of my top millions of of follower influencers on LinkedIn, where they would have never noticed me. They all have Facebook, just like I do. They all have Twitter just like I do. And, and if someone were to add me on Facebook and I saw that it was somebody that knew some people I knew from LinkedIn, I'd say, oh, this is a LinkedIn person. I'd hit connect. And all of a sudden, my Facebook messenger does not get 500 messages a day. My Facebook messenger sometimes only gets five messages a day. So anybody watching this that does think that they want to maybe reach out to me personally, it's the blue water, red water theory. It's right. It's love it. <laughs> if you find me on Facebook and message me and don't hear from me, God bless you. I still love you, but it means I didn't want to reply. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Corey, thank you so much. Welcome to the American Real Family. Thank you for all your time. And I cannot wait to see all this exciting stuff come to be.
Well, and I'm excited to be on again because I was I was absolutely blown away to be asked on the first time. And just when I didn't think I could like you or the show anymore, you go and do this. So, Roger, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. You're the best, man. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we could help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.